Welcome to the third Wild Montana Wildcast, an audio story series brought to you by the Shining Mountains chapter. I'm Amy Katz, and together with Claire Oles, I produce this series. Today we're excited to introduce our conversation with Shane Morjo. Although national politics often steal the media spotlight, issues at the state and local levels of government can have the greatest impact on our daily lives. Politician Shane Morjo understands this, and he's been dedicating his career to serve Montanans. Morjo's local roots run deep. He's a member of the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes and earned both his undergrad and his Juris Doctor degrees at the University of Montana. He was elected as a Democratic member of the Montana House of Representatives in 2017, where he served until he was appointed to represent District 48 in the State Senate by Missoula County Commissioners in 2020. This past fall, Morjo sat down with Wild Montana's Shining Mountains chapter for a lively conversation about the importance of breaching partisan lines, successful collaboration conservation efforts such as the CSKT Water Compact, and much more. He highlights the impact that local advocacy can have on communities. Take a listen to Morjo's timely and inspiring words that encourage us all to make a difference for Montana. My name is Shane Morjo. I grew up um, on the Platte Reservation. Um, that's where my family is from. I, you know, on my dad's side, um, my family is the Charlos. So, like, my my family is Bitterroot Salish, and then also I'm Kootenai. And so, um, you know, this is, you know, where I mean, the Treaty of Hellgate was signed just down the road, and is actually in my Senate district. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, this is just where I come from and, and, and who I am and um, you know I, I'm proud to be a member of the Salish and Kootenai tribes and um, you know grow up in a place where we really like I was taught from a young age to, to really you know appreciate everything around me. Um, my dad taught me how to hunt and fish and you know we're subsistence hunters and fishers um, so it just became a part of like who I am and, and part of my life you know it's just it's something I always just appreciated um, and just have a lot of great memories from from my childhood and doing those things especially you know in the beautiful Mission Valley where I grew up and I do I do represent Senate District 48 um, out of Missoula and as I mentioned already the, the State Park Council Grove State Park is where the Treaty of Hellgate was signed which is in my district which is kind of interesting I feel like it shows you how like intertwined and connected right. this community is to to you know, local tribes and and the tribes, the tribes that I come from. Um, would you want to touch on the treaty a little bit for people who might not know a ton of background on it? Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, no, it's yeah. <laughs> the Treaty of Hellgate was signed in um, or was entered into in 1855, uh, ratified, I believe, in uh, 1859, um, and you know, really, just you know, there's obviously. Back then, there wasn't a lot of options for tribes, you know. So, um, but for us, it was it was one of those things where it was a Stevens Treaty, and um, it guaranteed us the right to hunt in usual hunt and fish in usual and custom places, and to gather um, in usual and custom places, which is a little bit different than all the other treaties in Montana. Um, 
it's similar to some of the Stevens, Stevens treaties from like Oregon and Washington. Um, and that's really, for me, it, it's been pretty important language and, you know, a lot of our conservation efforts, um, especially in the water compact and, um, you know, a lot of the things that we've done uh, over the last, you know, since 1855, you know, so um, it's, it's, and I think it tied into, it's tied into just who we are, you know, we, we've, we've always been, you know, I, I sat in a meeting the other day with our tribal chairwoman and she, she always reminds people we're people of vision. That's something that we, we've always prided ourselves um, on and, and that holds true when it comes to, you know, wildlife conservation and, and protecting our resources. So the Blackfoot Clearwater Stewardship Act was one of the Missoula area focuses for the last few years. Um, it's a collaboratively developed federal legislative proposal that was generated for the Blackfoot Clearwater Valleys. Um, what experiences have you had working on collaborative conservation projects? And then are there any significant lessons you took away from them? You know, the, the Rocky Mountain um, Front Heritage Act was something that, I didn't work on that personally, but I saw a lot of the great work that happened and and protecting the lower front of the Bob Marshall wilderness. And, you know, that's an area where, like for for us, for CSKT, um, where I grew up, you know, that's an area where it's part of our Aboriginal territory. And so, um, you know, that was a pretty big deal. And it was something where we saw a lot of stakeholders come together and, you know, really address each other's concerns and have conversations and, and protect a lot of important wildlife, you know, corridors and areas. Um, when I think, you know, I bring that up just because I think it shows how important collaboration is. But, you know, one of the, the things I worked on directly would would be um, the water compact, CSKT water compact, which is obviously really important when we talk about conservation, uh, reclamation, rehabilitation, um, especially of our fisheries. And so for us, and I say this all the time, for me, it's always interesting when we watch all the opposition, um, you know, and again, when we talk about, you know, what's what's happened with, you know, the attacks on wildlife, especially like wolves and bison, there's just this really um, strong perception and mentality that, you know, everything is mine. It's just this, this, this greedy mentality that um, people will do anything to just get a slight advantage. Um, if, even if that means destroying something altogether. And, you know, that's that's a lot of the, the thought process I, I saw from folks who opposed the compact was, you know, um, utilizing fear, fear tactics and those sorts of things to really kind of drum up this, this, this opposition. Um, you know, the tribes are going to take over everything. The tribes are going to ruin things, you know. And if you've looked at the record of the CSKT, it's it's... I mean, we've won awards for, for our wildlife conservation efforts, right? And so, you know, but that's what people will do just to, to try and get a little bit more or to, to you know, say, you know, get, get a little bit more water, I guess, so to, for this particular um, issue. Um, and ultimately, I, I always say, like, you know, in, in 100 years from now, you know, when there's fish in the streams, um, and they're healthy, and they're not being poisoned, and there's there's enough water for them to you know maintain the proper temperatures, and um, and we're still able to, to to fish in the streams in the Northwest. It's going to be because you know a lot of stakeholders obviously come to the table, but because 
of tribes like like ours um, having the you know the foresight to think about things like protecting our, our waters and you know going back to our treaty um, including those sorts of provisions for usual and accustomed places to make sure that that means more than just dipping a net in the water and having it come out empty and I think people you know I think we're protecting some people from themselves right now because you know if it wasn't for for some of those sorts of things in our treaties and the things that we've fought for you know I think that some of those things would you know we've already seen a lot of them the fisheries be reduced um, you know native species um, you know bull trout and other species kind of at the brink of just you know trying to survive you know brink of extinction really and so for me it's just kind of it feels good because I feel like when we look back and even 50 years from now it's going to be nice to be able to say you know we saved saved you from yourselves really so have you kind of tied some of those lessons into your work in the state legislature um I mean absolutely it's just like for me my work in the state legislature is just like I I'm just good in collaborating and working with people I mean I will say that like we've got a lot more done in doing that working together but there are some issues where you know that there is no middle ground right it's like you know kill all the wolves you know that's what some of those guys want like there's no middle there's no middle ground on that you know so um so we need the the advocacy from folks you know standing up for for our wildlife and and you know our public lands um because i honestly just think it's it's like if we let our guard down you know and i i said this when i was running for a statewide campaign too you know with um the land board you know like you guys just let your guard down for a second you know these guys are going to undermine all the the hard work for conservation easements they're going to um, start chipping away finding new ways to chip away at public land access uh, and selling off for public lands to you know trying to use the state as a way to you know sell off public lands and obviously we don't have the money to be able to manage such you know large swaths of you know public lands to be transferred to us and we all know it's all tied into this hope of commercializing things and making money off of it and it's such a short sided perspective it's very frustrating because i mean you guys all know how amazing montana is we're sitting out in this i mean this is like my favorite weather in montana was like a little chilly but like it's like it just feels awesome right like it just feels good being outside especially um and just like breathing in fresh air clean air for a change with the smoke being gone you know so I don't know. There's just so many people who come here for this and who live here because of our, our public lands and, you know, our, our resources around us. What do you think are ways in which you can help people come to understand these more long-term, this more long-term vision? I think that's a good point, like the short versus long-term. Well, I mean, I just think for some of them, they... Unfortunately, I think there's more people who care about it than those who who are willing to um, destroy and, and give up, you know, stuff for a little bit of like wealth and gain for themselves and, and their, you know, rich friends who, who want to come in and take over things in Montana. Um, and so I feel like there's enough people who, you know, we have so many special places here and, and so many people care about it that 
they're, they're keeping an eye on it. But I also think that people sometimes don't know what's going on or see, see these things at the legislature, you know, like when they see things pop up in the legislature, it's very frustrating to me because a lot of the times the articles are like state legislature does this state legislature does that. And there's so many of us who are fighting to do the right thing, you know, and yet we still get lumped in with a lot of these, these crazy things that some of these folks are doing. Um, and so I think a lot of it is just, you know, with our, you know, stakeholders and advocacy groups continuously, you know, doubling down and working hard to make sure that people are informed. And so do you think there's any, like, key issues uh, Montanans should be on the lookout for going into um, the next session and then kind of ways that they could start now thinking about those issues and starting to take action? I mean, last session was a disaster, obviously. I mean, we saw, you know, attacks on bears. We saw uh, hunting bears with hounds. Like, we took a you know, step back into like the 1900s, you know, where, you know, like it seemed like we be, we came a place where we had some, um, we were humane or at least trending that way. And, um, we went backwards, right? Like, you know, hunting bears, um, with, with hounds, you know, being able to hunt wolves at night, you know, just, um, you know, changing all of the, when we talk about stakeholders, so many people work so hard with, you know, working to address the bison, whether bison are wild or domestic over the years. And a lot of partnerships happened to, to find middle ground, to be able to say, okay, you know, we'll work with you, the farmers and ranchers throughout Montana to make sure that, you know, your concerns are addressed and that we're able to really, um, you know, have strong, healthy bison populations, um, our national mammal, you know, to to be able to protect that, um, you know, not only just for like Montanans and, you know, our American heritage, but for the tribes and, and, you know, the tribes in Montana that depend on them for subsistence as well, you know? And so a lot of stakeholders came to the table and all of that over many years was just, you know, flushed down the toilet with one legislative session, changing the, you know, changing the definition of wild bison, really preventing, our ability from, you know, growing bison herds um, and giving them, you know, the much needed, uh, you know, genetic diversity that they need to be able to continue to grow and, and become healthy, pop- sustainable populations in perpetuity. Yeah, would you recommend just people trying to get involved at the local level? Like just one of those things that if you see something that even if you might not be informed about, but you care about, just diving into it it has to happen i mean we have to have one of the most effective things i've seen is when people it, it when you know the you know the lobbyists and advocates show up you know they a lot of the folks who can be swayed and their their minds changed in the legislature um seeing the advocates and lobbyists is you know it puts pressure on them but there's nothing like seeing community members from their own community show up, you know, talking to them about things who actually vote for them. Um, because I think what I've recognized in my work, especially with like the water compact is the, the oftentimes the a minority group, um, a small group will be the loudest. Um, and then so tying it into kind of all those special things, do you have a favorite experience or favorite 
place um, on Montana's public lands. I've, there's just so many special places here. I, 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 like I just feel like, you know, people travel, they save up for a majority of their life, you know, and come from all over the world just to come here and spend like a week here, you know, and, and to see various destinations in Montana. And it's like in our back backyard, right? So we're, we're just so fortunate and to live in a, such a special, amazing place. Um, and for me, I just have so many, you know, memories of, you know, driving, driving around with my dad and just like, felt like it was never ending. Like, you know, like a, like a storybook or something. You're just driving around through the woods and you continuously just see all these special places. And, um, you know, I mean, for me, like it, it just becomes a part of who you are. Like it taught, like hunting with him taught me responsibility, um, taught me how to take care of myself and to provide for myself, but also a responsibility and a cultural imperative to um, protect the resources and wildlife around us, right? And so, because um, you can't enjoy those things and 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 have them if they're not here. And um, and I feel like that's the least we can do, especially when something has provided us you know, provided us our life source and and is really part of the reason why we exist today, you know, and to just kind of, um, you know, turn the other, turn and, and, and walk away from them, I feel like is, um, is just wrong. I think it's, it's, um, it's just the wrong, it it doesn't seem right, you know, um, especially when you have all these efforts in the legislature. So, I mean, there's just so many special moments I can think of in my mind, you know, those moments where you know I remember just I just always have these flashes in my mind when people ask me that because and, and it always oftentimes is different you know like you know thinking about what, driving around with my dad you know and, and driving to this place where I've seen the biggest ponderosa pine tree you know I've ever seen in my life and probably never going to be able to find it again you know because it's it's just in this random crazy back road where you know and just being amazed by that and seeing and seeing that you know and um you know hiking up to mount wham you know by eureka and staying in the lookout with some friends and you're getting up and having 360 degree views of you know the sun sunrise um and sunset and having coffee you know um having a having a you know glass of whiskey watching the sunset you know um, getting up in the morning and having you know, some coffee and watching the sunrise on the top of a mountain, you know, um, hiking into the lookout at Glacier Park, one of the lookouts there and having a park, you know, a a forest service employee who made huckleberry muffins, you know, from the huckleberries up there, you know, and, and you're like so damn tired and and hungry. And this guy's like, Hey, you guys want to have some muffins? And it's like, what? So just like cool memories like that, but obviously just, just the, the time, like, they're always just like these, you know, those moments are always typically, you know, of course people have some bad experiences in the, the outdoors, but for me, they've always been good. Even the bad ones have always been like a learning experience to, to just adjust and be ready for the next one and being around friends and having conversations and being able to talk and connect um, is always just something that I'll cherish about being out, outdoors, you know, especially here.